It steals our attention, our time, money, attitude, headspace. Comparison tries to steal a little bit of everything. It's hard to live the lives we crave when everyone else's seems so much sweeter. But what if God had more in mind for us? Let's talk about comparison, the thief of everything. Well, uh, we're talking about something this morning that has the potential to change how we see ourselves and others. But first, I have a question for all of you guys. The question is, what is the last thing that you got overly involved in? You can shout it out, or you can just keep it in your head. But like that thing that you just obsessed over for a minute, like maybe it was a relationship, and it was that boyfriend or that girlfriend, and she was just my everything. Or it was a sport, and just everything else disappeared because you were like laser focused on just this sport. I'm going to eat, sleep, and breathe it. It was a project, maybe. It was TikTok. It was something like a new video game. You know how like when you get a new video game and then just no one sees you for like four days straight? Like that, that thing. It's like an obsession. So what is that thing for you, that last thing that just you just jumped all the way into? Get that in your head. For me, it was this cabin that I built with my own bare hands. I've always wanted to say, yeah, bro. <laughs> for me, I've always wanted to say, I built this with my own hands. And for like my kids to be like, my grandfather built this with his, like that's, that was like the primary motivation. But uh, pictures will scroll and will you can see the process for how I made this thing. This was during COVID. I took out some graphics paper. I legitimately like designed out the blueprint. I felt like an architect, um, which I'm not. I was just totally making it up as I go. But this thing took all of my time. It's, it's like an hour and a half away. So I would have to drive there on the weekends. I would sometimes spend the night there. Um, I had to buy all of the supplies and the equipment. This took like a ton of time. I'd frame it out um, and yeah, like I, I learned a lot about electrical and drywall and plumbing and basic carpentry. And for the most of it, I was just there all by myself. But you know what? When I was there, dude, I uh, I just put on that country music, bro. Like the good stuff, like like real authentic country. So I was like Florida Georgia Line, Morgan Wallen, you know, like the goats and and uh, my Spotify was like most played Luke Combs that year. I was like that that's that's how you know. I was just raising hail and praising Dale out there. But and in that insulation. Um, but that was me. And it, it ended up being really pretty. Like my family now goes out to our property in Bastrop and we enjoy um, sitting in our little, it's a very tiny, it's a small, humble little cabin. But um, it's pretty cool. If you, uh, yeah, I look, you can tell how excited I am in some of these pictures. It was a grind. It was a grind. Um, I lost like four pounds, which for me, that's like a large majority of my body weight. Um, but, and it, guys, by the way, if you're like a guy in this room, we're heading out there in November for the guys camp out. So you can see it in person if you want to. Um, so just kind of a heads up on that. But you might not have a desire to get overly involved. What pictures are you showing? Oh yeah, I was really excited whenever I finished the cabin. Like I hit, I hit the last nail and I was like, yay. Um, but it's cute, right? It's cute. It looks like a little Pinterest cabin, you know? And it has AC. That's awesome. Um, you might not have the desire to get overly involved in building a cabin, but there is something I think we all have the tendency to get overly involved with from time to time. 
And that thing is comparison, and it happens very discreetly, but I think it happens pretty constantly. And comparison is, is natural, and comparison is normal. Um, like I said, we're always doing it, whether we realize it or not. And weirdly, I think there's like a bad stigma associated with comparison, like, but it can be a good thing. And I think it was even put in us to be leveraged as a good thing. There's this PhD uh, fellow at the University of Cape Town, and uh, her name is Alicia Norte. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. But she wrote, um, comparison can be useful because it provides us with a way to determine if we are on track. If you could think about our old ancestors, it would be like a survival metric. Like if I was about to fight somebody for food, like I would have to compare myself to that person and see how I stack up to know whether or not I could defeat them in order to survive and feed my family. And there were probably all of these like comparison analytics that were happening all of the time that were just means of survival. But now we've entered into the digital age and that quote from Alicia continues and she says, but comparison can also be extremely harmful and result in negative thoughts and behaviors. How many people know that? Bro, it's, it like, as soon as I'm just scrolling and scrolling, all I almost do is compare myself and I end up feeling like a piece of crap by the end of it because I'm like, I'm not as funny as that person. I'm not as good looking as that person. I'm not as strong or as talented or as popular or liked as that person. And it's just like this comparison beat down. I don't feel good afterwards at all. In this series, it's called The Thief of Everything because I think that's what comparison is. It steals from us. It totally steals from And you're like, Rin, what do you mean it steals from us? The series that we just did, Part the Stardy, you remember that? We said that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that he, might, that he might give us life and that we can have it abundantly or to the fullest measure. The things that are being stolen and the enemy can use comparison as sort of a tactic to steal from us, but it's not stealing like your physical possessions, like your keys or your wallet, or whatever, your Apple wallet, I don't know. Um, he's stealing our joy, our peace, our self-confidence, our self-esteem. Think about it. Like when it comes to intelligence, we can say like, my friend didn't even study, but got a better grade than I did, and I studied for hours. That was me. When it comes to relationships, you're like, my friend and, and her boyfriend, they get along so well, and they just never fight. What's up with that? Like, why are we always got problems? When it comes to physical appearance, she's so pretty. He's so jacked. <laughs> Family, my friend at school, right? Like, his parents love him. Faith, that person worships. They're comfortable praying out loud. But I'm... I'm messed up. I'll never be that good. I'm never going to be like that good of a Christian. I feel like a terrible person. We dwell on the things and they steal our thoughts. They steal our value and our motivation. It's almost kind of like, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but it's like, why do I even try? If there's so many other people who are just better, why should I even try? Like, what's even the point? And uh, Paul wrote to this church that he planted in a city called Corinth. And the city 
Corinth is very similar to Austin in a lot of ways. Just where it was geographically located, there was trade coming in from land on the north and south, and then by water on the east and west. So it was like this melting pot of a bunch of different people and cultures. And, and what you saw was just like a ton of experimentation, religiously, uh, just physically, spiritually open mind. Like it was, it was a whole thing. So you got a, a, a whole bunch of different people. It was just like the setup for you to constantly be comparing yourself to others. And I think that's where we find ourselves today. It's like maybe Austin is like the physical sort of 2,000 years later representation, like a type of Corinth, but, but the digital landscape, social media is a total type of Corinth as well. And if you have your Bible, we can read this together right now or the YouVersion app, which I'm just going to continue to pound into y'all until y'all all have the YouVersion Bible app. Um, someday I'm going to say, open your Bible, and every, everyone's phone's going to be like, bat, and get right on it. So... But in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, people were struggling. They were comparing themselves to these religious elite. And I'm going to zero in on, on, on the faith component of comparison for just a second. Because there are these people who were just like super righteous. They were just super holy. If you know a person like that, it's like, dang. Um, so, so Paul writes to encourage them. He's like, oh, guys, don't worry. We wouldn't dare. This is 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12. Don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. There's like a little bit of sarcasm in there, and I, I, I'm here for it. He says, but these fools are comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. And he's like, how ignorant. What they're doing is just looking at each other and determining what's, what's valuable based off of just one another. Like they're creating their own standards for comparison. And isn't this true? Like when something goes viral and, and something is on trend or on brand and is cool, and then just like that's, that just becomes the new standard that everyone's going to compare to. It's like, oh, you don't have that? Pfft, you're less than. Oh, you don't know about that? You haven't seen that story yet? <laughs> I know more. And that's what they were doing even then. We're looking at each other and deciding what we think we need to like we're looking at each other and, and deciding what we think we need to look like. We're looking at each other and deciding what we think we need to act like. Like, what is the standard for how you should act? How you should speak? And he, Paul is sitting here saying, like, if you're doing that, that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Why should these arbitrary standards be determining our worth? A few verses later, he says something profound about where our, our worth actually comes from. And this is something you can hang on to, because look, verse 18, when people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. Are you missing it? Like, are you looking for the, the recognition from other people? Is your value and your worth determined by if you're fitting in with like the trends and the brands and Blah, blah, blah. And I know it's like, but that's survival in high school. Like if I, if I show up and I'm not wearing like the right socks, like I could be excommunicated. But at the end of the day, like how important really is that? And it's harder. I know it's harder to live for God, but he's saying like, what if we let God determine our worth and we let God determine our value and we weren't swayed. If someone was like, oh, you don't know this? Oh, you don't have that brand? We're like, yeah, bro, I guess not. I don't know. Eh. 
My value doesn't come from that, so it's like, whatever. It could be very liberating. It could be really freeing. I mean, you don't have to say it like that and like flex on them with your religiosity. You become pharisaical. Don't do that. But what if we just spent a little less time thinking about whether or not we measure up to the standards of other people and more time thinking about how God sees us? Don't you think that would change your life? Like, it, it revolutionized my life. When I could just finally die to being, my, my worth being determined by what other people thought, and then learning and not just knowing, but believing what God thinks about me and how God sees me truly and genuinely. God, it was like the best day of my life. Because listen to this. This is the bottom line for this morning. God doesn't compare you to others. You compare you to others, but God never will. He doesn't compare you to others. So why are you? You know, my, um, my older brother, Jay, if you've got an older sibling, I think that's like built-in comparison right there because you're always like trying to see if you stack up, if you measure up, and your parents, you know what I'm saying? They're always like, well, Ricky went to college. What about Ricky, mom? Um, <sighs> my older brother, Jay, <laughs> called out. Um, he, he built a cabin in the woods also, and I didn't even bring a picture because it sucks. He built the most beautiful, amazing cabin in the woods. Same plot of land. It's like 30 acres. Mine's on one side, and, and his is on the other. I, I legitimately don't have a picture of it. Um, I do. I just didn't. I'm not putting it on the screen. I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad or anything. Yeah, I still got work to do. I'm human, bro. I'm human. But I'll paint a word picture for you <laughs> to describe what it looks like. It is nine times the size of mine. I did the math. It has a, a custom design, um, the pitch of the roof, and it has like an outlet and, or an inlet, and it has custom windows. They're huge. It has a loft inside. It's fantastic. Um, mine was made from an old shed. I just found an old storage shed, essentially. Repurposed it. My brother's has a fireplace inside of it with like a chimney and it's amazing. Um, the source of warmth in mine is just, you better break a blanket, I don't know. My brother's cabin has a whole wraparound deck, like 360 has like the trees built, like he built around the trees. Some of the same saying, like mine just has a cinder block in the front that you just kind of step up on and you in, like that's it. My brother's cabin runs on solar energy and is like fully retrofitted with all of the plugs, outlets, lights, and everything like that. Uh, I have a generator, I'm like and like that's every time if I'm lucky. My brother's cabin has a gravity-fed uh, water line. It, it feeds into a, a water heater so we can have hot and cold water. It has a shower. Um, for me, if you want water, I got a five-gallon bucket. You know what I'm saying? And, and I can look at his cabin and be all bummed out and say like my, my cabin is trash, like absolute boo-boo compared to his cabin. But you know what? It doesn't. I'm, I'm not looking at it like that. I'm happy for my brother, um, and I'm also proud of me for building the cabin that I made, because my cabin is enough. And I don't know who needs to hear this today, but in God's eyes, you are always enough. You can sit here and say, like, I, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have the features, whatever. 
you're no less valuable, you're no less important, and your creator is just as proud of you. I can tell you that. And I'm just talking about a cabin. Can you imagine how God feels about you? So here's what I want you to do. Think of one area where you contend to compare yourself to other people. Like, what's the one thing that you're most insecure about or you're self-conscious about that you just, like, wish you had and that somebody else has and this that one area in your life where you compare yourself to others? And I want to practice kind of flipping these ideas around really quick as we close because comparison doesn't get to steal from us. We said these things earlier, intelligence. My friend doesn't even study and he gets, like, a better grade than me, right? What if you said, God made my mind incredibly well. I am intelligent. I'm capable. I'm competent. Everybody's different. And that's a beautiful thing. Relationships. Remember the one who's, they, they never fight, they never argue or whatever. Try to say, like, I'm thankful for the relationships I do have in my life. It could be a whole lot worse. With physical appearance, you can say the same thing. Remember, like, she's so pretty and he's so jacked, blah, blah, blah. Like, say, I'm thankful for my health, that I got two feet, two hands. I, I can see, I can move. What can you be thankful for? The parents... Your, your family situation might not look ideal or as good as somebody else's, but there are good people around you who love you. With faith, God is always giving you a thousand percent and he loves you. You can say, instead of feeling bad, like, oh, I'm never going to match uh, or I'm never going to measure up. You can say, how can I be one percent better today? Because we all struggle with comparison. We're going to talk about it over the next few weeks. But listen, it doesn't have to steal from and destroy us. That's what the enemy wants, right? He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But screw him. He doesn't get to win. We won't let him. God's not comparing you to others. Let's be more like him this week. Thank you for listening to the Riverbend Youth Podcast. To learn about our mission, gatherings, and more, please follow us on Instagram at rbyouth or check out our website at riverbend.com students. If you were encouraged by this message, please subscribe, rate us, and consider sharing our channel with a friend. Available anywhere you get podcasts.